Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining another episode of Quenta Quenta Podcast. Angela here. It's KP. Today, we have a very, very special guest, our very first guest of Quenta Quenta Podcast. May yeah. I introduce you to Rosie? Yay! Hey, How you doing, Rosie? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Rosie, you want to introduce yourself? Say a little bit about yourself yeah, to our listeners? I guess so. No, my name is Rosie. Um, yes, I am Filipino. I grew up hey. in the Philippines. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> and I moved here in the United States, lived in New York for the last eight years. And that's pretty much what's interesting about me. Cool. Awesome. And nice. um, so I have with me for our story time, I have um, Uwe. <laughs> how about you kp actually it's kind of funny because i'm actually eating ice cream right now it's a um, makapuno and ube swirl okay never it's really heard of that so good wow i don't even know what makapuno is what's makapuno it's <laughs> but coconut. It great oh, okay that's what i thought it was i was like why does it taste like coconut it tastes great i am Filipino. I mean, I'm Kuya Paul. Like that's my oh. that that's my name. That's, that's my KP. writer's name. Yeah, that's oh. KP. Yeah, I KP stands for Kuya Paul. Yeah, it's my uh, writer's name. Awesome. What are you eating right now? Um, I actually ordered KBL. I'm not sure if y'all know that. We don't know what that is. <laughs> it's KBL. It's kajos, which is a, a, a purple bean, baboy, which is pork, and langkat, which is jackfruit. It's a soup, and that's what I'm having for dinner. Whoa! We have a legit Filipina in the house right now. Why did you order that from Manila? Like, straight straight up, man. No, quick. Queens, Queens. It's coming in a jeepney, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming on a jeepney. So, Rosie's going to share a story with us. Ah. Have I ever told you that time when I threw a party for a guy that didn't know me. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> is, isn't, that the, isn't that the prevailing question is why would you even do that? Well, let me take you back to the time of my second obsession account back in 2008. Okay. okay. This might be very shameful for me, but, you know, I grew up out of it and I'm proud of it. (laughs) Um, All right. So my closest group of friends um, back in like 12 years ago, we were all ladies by the way, and or some of us claiming to be one, if you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) Okay. um, They were all rowdy. (laughs) The entire morning um, for some reason about this guys who I had no idea who they were but they were just loud and just excited about it and we were in class her professor um delivering her lesson and we're not even thinking about her but I was enjoying their excitement and finally class was over (laughs) I watched these friends leap out of their chairs try to scramble for all their belongings and rush out of the classroom not forgetting me of course they literally dragged me 
because I didn't know what was happening. It was like, what were you guys excited about? What's happening? Is something wrong? Or like, you know, um, so they just dragged me up into um, our usual hangout spot, which is um, the engineering cafeteria. Yes, because that's how Filipino universities do it. <laughs> it's located in the engineering building of my university. So they call it the ENG CAF, short for engineering. Mm. <laughs> um, but nice. they they dropped their bags, sat me down in the middle as if I was about to be inter- interrogated or tortured. Sat <laughs> 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 down, took out their laptop, opened it, and tried to connect to Wi-Fi, which is like 12 years ago. Approximately took them five minutes to even connect. And then once they're able to do that. <clears throat> They hit play, sat back for a mere second, and the next thing I knew, everybody was squealing and screaming. I was like, just looking around, I was like, what is happening? Everybody was pointing and was just gasping with the video that's playing in front of me. <laughs> and lo and behold, can you guess who it was? What is it like a, a Filipino celebrity? Is it a celebrity? <laughs> Five dudes. Dancing and singing. They were dressed. Okay, they were dressed. okay I was about to say, I was like, well, okay. the first thing that comes to mind, sadly, is... They were dressed, uh, although their clothing was practically about to fall off in every area of their body, but they were dressed. Uh, <laughs> it was popular back in 2000, what was it? 2008. 2008. Early 2008. Popular then. <laughs> um, so all this gasping and all this squealing um it took me about 30 seconds to finally fix my my attention into what they were you know watching and it was yeah those dudes who were dancing um i don't know if you guys know but 2008 is like about the year where the first hollywood wave came to the philippines What's a Hollywood wave? <laughs> so, those... Oh, this is, a, this is a good story now. I don't even know what this is. What is this? So, um, the five dudes that were dancing, fully clothed, but then, you know, practically about to get undressed with all their abs and their chest. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm not, is that... <laughs> You're good. You keep going. Keep going. I like this story. <laughs> um, but they were the Dong Bang Sheng Ki. Which is in English, <laughs> the gods of the East. They are five dudes, <laughs> a boy group from Korea. Oh, the man. gods of the East. KP, were you in this group? <laughs> wow. Hey. Hey, KP stands for Korean pop. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> from 12 years ago yeah Um, oh my gosh so yes um it took me about a minute oh no no it took me approximately three minutes to actually identify myself as a fangirl with all my friends hyping it all up and screaming and squealing at the end the end of the music video um uh, the chorus, uh, I mean, I had no idea. The tone, the beat was catchy. <laughs> um, 
the dudes, yes, of course, they were attractive, not to mention just the flawlessness of their skin and the flawlessness of their chest and their arms and just so abs. Oh, and... You don't I'll, have to I'll tell say. me, like, <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> they were porcelain white, though, for some reason, but that was attractive for Filipinos back then, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I did not understand a word that they were saying until it got to the course, which is, which, which goes, like, under my skin. <laughs> But um, at this point, I'm hooked. You know, I was watching into the video, and then, as I told you at the end, I was already screaming and gasping as well. As well, and now I'm a fan girl. Um, you guessed it. <laughs> at the end of that week, uh, I had already chosen my favorite member, which was his name is Mickey Yuchun, which was also the guy. Um, who is dubbed as the crybaby of the entire group. I am also onion skin, which is like in the Philippines, you know, you cry easily with like a little thing, you just literally tear up. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Um, but anywho, he is, I mean, he is. Um, I'm practically introducing you to my introduction to my K-pop fandom nation. That makes sense. Okay, no problem. <laughs> but... And then, yeah, a week from there, I've already seen all of their music videos, have memorized all their names, although I had trouble identifying who they were because they were Asian, they were not Filipinos, they were Korean, everybody practically looked the same, but <laughs> I've, I know who Mickey was. I've also introduced myself with practically a dozen more K-pop groups, boy band to be exact, to name a few, if you are interested, if you know any, you. All I know BTS. I don't know BTS oh, too. Sorry. All I know. <laughs> BTS did not exist just yet. That was twelve years ago. They're probably fetuses or babies. Not not fetuses, but babies. I don't know about fetuses. <laughs> not that young. But, <laughs> but they were yes, they were a lot. Like I mean, shiny were my babies. Um, Shinichide, which is like 12 ladies with long ass, sorry, legs who <laughs> can barely dance, but management. You're right, they had long ass legs. <laughs> he knew, he knows. I also know Girls' Generation, yes. that was my favorite. Yes, well, that's yeah. who they are. Girls' Generation is Shinichide in like SNST. Oh, no, actually, never mind, I'm wrong, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so that starts my K pop thing. Um, I'm not sure if you actually. Um, understand the immensity of what happened this week because this now turned into an entire obsession where to a point that I had to skip lunch I have to um, skip dinner out just so that I can purchase approximately about $200-$250 worth of their DVDs one set (laughs) one set not just DVDs or CDs but basically anything with their faces on it especially Mickey's (laughs) (laughs) But it also came to a point where I had to enroll myself or I I had to enroll myself to um, learn Korean. At this point, of course, you probably have noticed that I've dedicated myself to understand the entire Korean culture from their food, the language. I can now read, wow. and, read and speak Korean. Wow. Um, also, Korean men. I'm very fluent in that. You can read <laughs> Korean men. Can you translate for me, please? <laughs> I will. 
but um yeah so practically that's the introduction to it but i think we can fast forward now to that time when i actually threw mm-hmm. a party for a guy that didn't even know me <laughs> his yeah. birthday is actually june 4th which is just right around the corner 1986 mm-hmm. so he's 33 years old now so i don't know where he is at but <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so this day 12 years ago which was 2008 i asked my dad approximately 30 dollars <laughs> to buy a cake for him i went I brought my behind to the mall to grab a cake for him. Made pastries, <laughs> made pasta. Wait, who, um, I don't, I don't mean to stop it, but who's him? Oh, Park Hee-chan. Favorite from remember that bit from that guy, the the video that mm-hmm. I was introduced to K-pop with. My favorite, yeah. my favorite member. Park oh, Hee-chan. the cry, cry baby. Yes, the cry okay. baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I got obsessed with him. Everything that had his face on. I had to buy and it was practically in my room so whatever you have in your room imagine it being his face and all his cds all the group cds and all even just <laughs> even a bag that has his face on it i have it just because so so his birthday is june 4th yes okay nice. i think i'm caught up now. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you're good but yeah so june 4th that day 12 years ago, I asked my dad $30. Like, hey, dad, it's my friend's birthday. <laughs> drag Quote, unquote, dad. friend. <laughs> yes, quote, unquote. Um, drag my behind to the mall. Purchased him a cake. Made pastries. Made pasta. Bought balloons. Party poppers. Made a sign that says, happy birthday, Mickey. <laughs> Gathered approximately a dozen of my friends who doesn't even know him, but it's just... You know, down to have a piece of cake and <laughs> and a drink. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then we celebrated his birthday. <laughs> wow. Does he like? Did you send pictures to him? Like, did you? <laughs> I uploaded it on Facebook, but I'm pretty sure he did not or had no idea that I threw that party for him. Nor will he ever know that I. Threw I don't know, him. man. I mean, no, he knows. What if you meet him one day? It's like, are you the girl that? That threw me a birthday party on Facebook. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> One day. Every every single day of that, like maybe two or three years of my obsession, I would <laughs> I would literally fantasize myself with just like his girlfriend or his wife. And that's practically all we did. All we did. Like all of my group, my friends. It's like we all we each have a member that's our favorite. And then that's gonna be our husbands. And so we how many people parties. came? How many people came to this party? Approximately just twelve of them, like about a dozen of my friends. Wow! So it was lit. It was. It was happened. <laughs> for some, for for the celebrants to not even be there, having twelve people in, I think that's good enough. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a good party. Yeah. Like twelve people. That's a good party. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's my story. I wow. guess. Wow. Um, what I'm, what I'm realizing with all of that is, um, wherever and whomever I decide to give my heart to, it's all out. Like, <laughs> there's no reservations, boys. Either you take it all or none at all. 
you're gonna put your your husband's picture on a book bag and carry it around <laughs> New York City. I'm proud. I'm proud to be seen that you're my boyfriend, husband, fiance. Has I mean fiance person, husband. But no, I think that was just like um, me realizing how how much capability that I have to be obsessed with something or someone. Just like if I actually put the right pressure or like the right amount of strength and passion into <laughs> one thing or something that I know I love, I can conquer anything. Like, you know, it's everything's mm-hmm. possible. So that's with all the regret and the shame, I guess, that's how I look at it with the positive vibe. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I had fun. <laughs> that was bad, like, but... that was a really cute story, and thank you for telling that to us. I mean, I think we all have been through that phase. Well, I mean, look at where you are. You're in a podcast that's dedicated to Adam Driver. Like, <laughs> there's no like, there's no end to it, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, like we talk about art, and we talk about <laughs> writing. Adam. But it's, it's really Adam. about Adam. Yeah. It all leads up to him. <laughs> you will find out. So we've, we've all been through that obsession. We're currently going through that obsession. How about you, KP? Did you do you have an obsession? <laughs> well, yeah. Here's okay. Well, not. I don't know to the degree of hanging up. Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's certain. Um, I I I think obsession is a very um, it's a very wide term. <laughs> Um, especially as, and I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean to flip it or I'm sorry, there's a train in the background, um, but like, but I, I don't necessarily mean to like kind of flip the conversation, but I do like the idea of obsession. Um, and one, one thing that I took from your story that I really loved is you, I mean, you literally said like you learned Korean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, to be obsessed to the point where you're like that, that, that part of your life actually yeah it's a it's a total immersion yeah. of your life that totally changes your life um i would even i would even argue redirects your life <laughs> to to the, uh, to to start defining the person that you are mm-hmm. so um I, I don't necessarily take i, I mean the only obsessions that I'm, i i guess i would say i'm against is the ones that's like land you in court <laughs> for like like Dog because or- they can't find where <laughs> Yeah, because like they can't find where you bury the body. Like those are the only obsessions. Are like no, not that kind of obsession. That being said, like um, I mean, there's there's something to say for people who are loosely said obsessed with something. So when you ask me, like I'm, there's a lot of obsessions. Like I mean, currently right now, um, in terms of entertainment, like right now I'm obsessed with streaming, and um, and this new art form. That's why you see all the as you said um off the podcast. Like, wow, you look legit because I have, like, this gamer chair and then I have this, like, microphone that's all, like, looks nice on a, like, on a, like, professional-looking rack with a pop filter and then all this other stuff. Um, because I'm kind of obsessed with um, – I'm, I'm obsessed with the idea of creating um, creating this way. I think even as a creative, like, when you're, when, when you're writing or when you're doing poetry, like, I, I would say, like, poetry was an obsession of mine and writing it and – getting to know more ways of writing it, more ways of delving into my own emotions and um, bringing out art. That was a certain obsession of mine. Also Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, <laughs> just so you know, that I'm like, I'm like a real person. But like, um, but like, yeah, like when you were obsessed with certain things, like, I mean, even when you go, I was obsessed with like, like, you know, like Japanimation, anime and like anime series and stuff like that. Like I've had my obsessions. I, when I was younger, I was more obsessed with video games. 
I still play them. I'm not as obsessed now as I was before then. But yeah, I had my obsessions with like Final Fantasy and um, like Capcom games and other like other franchises as well, too. So those are my obsessions and they shape the person that I am today. Yeah. And Rose, it also shows that you're very passionate about what you love, (laughs) which is a good quality to have. It's also a curse most of the time. (laughs) but no um you know um going through that extent i mean going to that extent you like what kp said like it gives you more of a self-awareness of what you're capable of and where to what point does it become um destructing to your own self you know i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that you being um kp being obsessed or like you know um a big fan of video games it could have led into like you know just couch potatoing potatoing all day and just like literally playing Mm -hmm. your video games all day but knowing where the boundary should be set is also a good a good um a good skill to have in a sense i mean Mm -hmm. me throwing that party it could you know i'm just feeding people i mean i'm obsessed myself (laughs) um yeah you know so i got i got a lot in a sense i got a lot from it because up until now i I grew up in a, um, or my family sent me into a Christian Chinese school, um, where, where they actually taught us Chinese every day, but because I wasn't passionate about it, I just learned to pass. And I studied Mm. Chinese for two hours every day for almost 13 years in that school. Um, but, um, I studied Korean for about maybe two years hard on and um i know more about korean and like a lot more i can read and i can write and i can understand a lot more korean than i can do chinese you know Mm -hmm. just because i have my heart set and my heart was screwed out Mm -hmm. into korean in a sense so yeah (laughs) yeah I mean, that reminds me of when I was in high school. I was obsessed with Selena. <laughs> like, I watched all of her Selena. interviews. I know how to sing all her songs, even the Spanish songs. That's how I kind of learned Spanish. I wouldn't say that I'm fluent mm. in Spanish, but I know, no me queda mas. You know, like, so many things. I'm not, I'm not about to sing. Let's go. You can't, you can't, you can't just, First you can't just beginning. tease us with the beginning and just, like, is it in that type okay. of podcast? We, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna go there. Mm, I don't yeah. know. We gonna switch it but up. But like Rose, like... Rose brought up a good point where like it can be your passions or quote unquote obsessions can either go from you're just you're not doing anything with it, or it can become like a business. Like KP is gonna he streams video games, and that could help promote his other platforms. You know, you learning Korean that's a learning a language. I mean, come on, like translate <laughs> Korean men for me. You know. Help a girl out, you know? (laughs) Yes! Give me the subject, give me the subject. I'm going to read that moment down. (laughs) It can, like, just go off to any direction, to both directions. I think, like, even right now, what's really great about um, obsession now is if you look closely with, like, the industry and business today, obsession has become an industry. Like, people have literally have created um, their livelihood in fact, there's careers out of obsessions. Mm. So, like, I mean, you have people that's like, oh, I really like comics, are now collectors mm. um, or owning their own stores. You have people that love video games that are now in the video game industry, either as, um, e- either as programmers 
or commentators or creators within the industry, maybe game players or maybe even streamers like what I'm doing right now. Um, all this from an obsession that of um, uh, that of which they loved before, but now like they found like an like an industry. There's um there there's an interesting guy. Um, uh, one of the, the uh, executive producers of this channel. I, I think I've mentioned this channel a lot because I really like him. But this channel on YouTube called Funhouse. And his name is Adam Kovic, and um, he had an interview just recently uh, where he talks about how, um, like, as a child, like, his biggest punishments was taking video games away because he loved video games so much. And the biggest worry that his family had is, like, well, if you get too obsessed with the video games, it's like, you know, like, this may take away your livelihood. But fast forward, and his livelihood has become being obsessed with video games because now he runs a video game, a video game entertainment channel, <laughs> and he is the executive producer. So... It, it's a, it's a very interesting way how how kind of the tables have turned in terms of uh, people's obsessions. I think it's even um um on roots to to where we are as Filipinos and Filipino Americans. Um, this obsession with with any type of creative art and fanboying or fangirling in a creative art, such as like K-pop, or it could be anime, or it could be. And then you see these same people um become um. Uh, like take their fandom into a different level as uh, wherein they become part of the industry. Like my my cousin right now, who used to love cartoons and definitely loved anime, has become a background animator for several studios here in Hollywood and also in Japan. So it it it's something to be said um, to um, to cultivate your obsessions in a healthy way, but to cultivate them because you never know where they might really lead. I mean, I feel like even in our culture right now, we live in a culture of obsession um, because everyone loves to hear obs about their obsessions. Everyone loves to hear about like their, like their different fanboy, fangirl things and talk about it and discuss it and react to it. That's true. Especially if you actually find your group of people that is obsessing about the same thing or mm -hmm. fans about the same thing, then that oh, can yeah. literally hype you up a hundred times more, and it would it can also bring you again to further success and to further um, grounds with your business if you are attempting to build a business around it, which is very interesting in our times, I guess. But yeah, well, it's it, it's funny because like in in terms of in terms of like the communication that we have right now, I mean we're finding out we're not the only ones that are crazy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know, like, you'd be like, like, it's, it's so funny because like, if you search hard enough, like on, on the internet, on Reddit, <laughs> like you can be like, um, you'll be like embarrassed to say, oh, I really like this one thing. But if you look hard enough, you're going to, you're going to find a thousand people that mm -hmm. also like it. Yeah. And the, the, um, the, the idea of like, the idea of fanboying and fangirling has in, in terms of, in, in terms of social shame, has has quickly faded away because there's always someone that likes it just as much if not more than you or someone likes it so much that they actually know more about it than you do and then that's where you start to create the community um like the onset of the internet has just made it so that like 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 what we used to be ashamed about has now become um a multi-million if not multi-billion dollar industry really great example disney saw that the the whole like you know like closet nerd was just like hey there's an industry here so they bought marvel <laughs> and they literally created 12 years of just fanboys and fangirl entertainment that mm -hmm. they've made 
into a multi-billion dollar industry. And the people that used to be, and then you hear from a lot of the directors, like the Russo brothers or Kevin Feige, one of the biggest things that uh, that they said were were was fueling their creation of these projects was the fact that they were fans to begin with, that they were they were the ones in their like like early junior high and teenage years where they were sitting down with the comics and they were reading them and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. And then they wouldn't tell their friends because now they're, they, they felt kind of ashamed of it. But now they're telling all their friends that they're multi-billion dollar directors <laughs> <laughs> because, because they liked, because somewhere in like when they were eight, nine, 10 years old, they really liked um, they really liked Thor or they really liked Captain America or they read Iron Man. And it's 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 incredible. If anything, we're we're, we're kind of telling you, it's just like, man, double down on the whole K-pop stuff, <laughs> because you never know. Like, there's great. Like, I I, I watch channels about like the randomest things about like about like like anime nerds and like the newest anime coming out in like winter or summer or anything like that. Animes that I probably never watch because I'm not that anime nerdy, but it's so great to hear someone talk about like how great th- certain things are. Um, I guess partly so I don't have to delve in it myself and go crazy, like trying to get all obsessed with it. I mean, it really is an industry of people that you can just watch and say, wow, like I can, I can get to know more about stuff because someone was passionate enough and crazy enough to post this stuff and to create this stuff. I have a question for you guys. But before I ask my question, I just want to say quickly, like, as a side, TikTok has a great Adam Driver obsession. Like, I felt like these are my people. Like, the videos that they make, the tributes that they make, I was like, this is yes. why I'm on TikTok. But anyways, here, here is my question for you guys. Because I'm actually, right now, I'm writing a book about something about this, in a way, where mm-hmm. this sort of obsession and this passion for someone else, is it healthy? Is it something that is could be valuable? Like, what Rose mentioned before like if she is if she loves someone she's going to be a hundred percent with them so what do you think about that in like terms of a relationship with someone that you actually know and you see like would that be healthy or would that be like something it's that it's like you can't be with this person because you idolize them so much I guess obsession would be a very strong word for it in a sense it's um it's already i guess it's an epitome of a feeling of being infatuated or just like adoring somebody or something um so i guess again knowing where that obsession or that love or adoration or um your infatuation because come to think of it every relationship actually is an obsession because mm. once you love something or like once you're attracted to something, you're in a sense obsessed of how to treat them right, how to, how to satisfy them, how to make sure that they are satisfied, how to, how to just, you know, fill them up and how to unload everything that you have for them. But then again, it's knowing where that obsession or knowing where that you said the word earlier, which is um, worshiping I, them. Yeah, I idolizing so. them. Idolizing them, yeah. Because yeah. um, then that that becomes a little bit um, problematic because then it's already dis- destroying who we are. Mm-hmm. But every relationship would would be in a sense an obsession towards somebody that you love. But then knowing where 
that obsession ends. I don't know if that makes sense, but I kind of see what you mean because it's sort of like like when you're when you're in love with someone, it's obviously like this person is different from everyone else, anyone else. That's why it's like this is the that's why when people say this is the one, it's like this is the one out of everything like nobody else can be and it's sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. so like mm. the book that i'm writing it's very it's very on the extreme end like it's that it's unhealthy but then i also want to touch on how it's actually evident in like most relationships like this like like seeing things through rose colored glasses almost like you're just mm-hmm. so infatuated with them that they can't do any wrong but that's also unhealthy but it's also inevitable almost i don't know what do you think kp <laughs> Well, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the idea of seeing obsession from a third-person point of view in that, um, like, what what is it? Because a lot of people will call it, will call passion obsession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, because they don't understand the sacrifice it takes to, to continue on with a certain obsession. Um, that being, like, I mean, to put an example on it, like, um, especially artists. Um, or especially like people like who like like Angel, who is who is an actress. Um, there's a certain obsession that you have to have to try to get that next uh, that next role, that next part um, on the outside surface. For those who who don't see that that type of obsession as um, as as in, as stable, um, they would they would quickly label it as you're obsessed and you can't stop. It's like well, it's not that. It's that. It, it it's not necessarily obsession in terms of addiction, but it's more obsession in terms of dedication, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, whereas like an artist would be dedicated to their craft, even though for years they may not make any profit. Someone was like, you're too obsessed with it. You have to walk away from it. But as an artist, the artist is like, I'm so obsessed that I have to keep going because how else will I like, like that's their livelihood, whether or not they're even making money off of it. That's their livelihood, emotional, even spiritual. That's their livelihood. Um, and but there, there's a thin line because societally, we we always mark obsession with um, with basically how much it either hurts the person who is obsessed or how much it's hurting other people. Um, I'm not really a proponent for hurting other people with the obsession that you have. I'm not. I'm I'm not really. But a lot of people are usually like third person hurt. It's like well, they're they're a person I care about, so I'm hurt because I don't see them being successful in their obsession. Um, it, it, it it's hard or like like you know as definitely as an artist definitely as a person who doesn't see a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly paycheck it can hurt a lot more and it can it, it can um it can be a, lo- a bigger struggle when your obsession um doesn't really bear any type of um monetary fruit hmm. that other people can judge so um that's why i say it's like obsession can be a very it, it's a very um sensitive topic because um one person's uh, one person's addiction would be another person's obsession um so i'd I'd say basically um someone could be um someone could have um a passion so harsh that it's affecting other people negatively but another person could have an obsession that's that seems negative but but as they quote-unquote obsess with it they'll start to bear fruit just like you know like just like acting just like art just like poetry just like um just like authorship and publishing um of all these things no one really sees it mm-hmm. i mean i go back into the example i made before no one really saw 
um, this this guy's um, obsession into video games and like really liking the industry, no one sees that that could actually be profitable as becoming an executive producer at a in a game a YouTube gaming channel. No one sees it, but their obsession ended up bearing fruit. And now people are just like they don't see him as someone who is obsessed with video games. They see someone who is very talented at their passion for video games. So how would that translate um, to like in a relationship with someone else? How how can I you mean, bear practically, fruit in a relationship? Practically. I think, good question, good question. Practically, I think. Yeah, I mean, because like I, I was just um, answering your previous question in terms of like how to see obsession, but in terms of, in terms of relationship, hmm. I mean, I think a lot of it has to be in lines of, um, it, it's hard to say. I would. I mean, I, I don't think that there's a really fun, there's a very there's a very gray line to your obsession with someone. Like you could be obsessed as a friend, mm. so that's what you're doing to a friend in terms of like you're you're obsessed you're obsessed for them. Um, in terms of their livelihood, um, you can be doing a lot of stuff for them. Um, that's on the outside looks like it's like, wow, you're sacrificing a lot for this friend. It might not be worth it or might even be painful to you, but to you, it's, it's, it's the way that you show their love to them. Um, but it's also, I mean, again, there's gray lines to that. I mean, you can be like caring so much, but I mean, if, 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 if you already have a girlfriend, I'm like, you should stop obsessing. (laughs) I'm just going to say like, like there's so many gray lines to obsession. And I think, obsession has to do with there there should be a control to the obsession i think yeah. at the same time how do you control a passionate love for something it's so hard like this how do you how, how do you oh man the artist is coming out but like how how, how do you control a raging fire mm. like there's there, there's so many like if ands or buts mm. there's so many what ifs there's so many like like how do you do that and it, i think it's just i think I think the story at the end will will dictate whether this obsession was a romance or a tragedy or a tragedy <laughs> or a horror. I think, yeah, I mean, but it will. Um, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll end with this personally, but like as a guy, like I can like a girl, I can make all these little things, but like you ever notice that like cute things that guys do when you like them are actually creepy things if you don't? I was about to say that because obsession can be different if it's one way and it, it it's mm-hmm. different if it's actually both ways. If your mm-hmm. obsession is being, um, how do you call that, um, given back to you the same way yeah. or with the same intensity, yeah. in the same mm-hmm. intensity, it's it, it will grow into a beautiful thing. But then again, what KP was starting to say is just like if it's only one way, the other way like... start running to or to the <laughs> other way because you're like I'm not obsessed with you and I hate you obsessing over me. Mm. So this is this is not going to work out. So I'm gonna let me run I'm away. Creepy. Yeah, you're just a creep. So, but if if, if you buy her flowers and she's like, "Oh, you a creep," I was like, "When you do that, when you buy me flowers?" I was like, "I'm trying to be nice." And then this guy. Um, I'm not speaking from experience at all, yeah, but sure, and then sure. this other guy that you don't even like freaking like what this guy like comes to you. It's like, look, he bought me flowers. I'm like, I bought you the same freaking flowers. 
I'm not talking this about experience same, at all. No, no, I'm not at all. We don't feel the emotion. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'm not gonna. I, I'm, I'm not gonna name names because I don't know whether or not she's ever gonna hear this podcast. But like, <laughs> bought this girl flowers. I asked her what kind of flowers she wanted, and I created the bouquet. My freaking bouquet was like seventy bucks. I didn't tell her. I just bought it for her and I gave her flowers. She's like, oh, this is so nice. Freaking like this. Then she walks up to me like five minutes later. It's like, look, so-and-so has bought me flowers. And I'm looking at him. It's like freaking, freaking Ralph's brand. Like buy the bouquet right next to the freaking Snickers bars at the cash register. And look, he bought me flowers. I'm like, what the freak, dude? Like those flowers are like 10 bucks. I, I, I went $70 and went to a florist. I went to, uh, and, and I specifically told her how to create. <laughs> So I'm don't, not, don't I'm, throw your ice I'm not cream. Obsessed at all. I'm not obsessed at all. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You Mm-mm. haven't experienced obsession at all, especially. No, 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 no. I haven't. I haven't experienced obsession at all. No, freaking seventy dollar bouquet of flowers. I should have just bought you freaking 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 store bought brand. You're not gonna look. Oh. Does that help you clear oh. up your question about relationships, Angel? No. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> she's like no oh my gosh hey but you know you know who has no problems giving flowers away let me to guess women? <laughs> we're about to say it all at the same time <laughs> who, who, Katie, who? oh oh you know what you know what I've heard that the person that, that has no problems giving flowers away is Adam Driver. Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam. And, and on that note, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Rosie, for coming on the show and talking about thank a very cute It was story. a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where, where, can they, where can they find you, by the way? Are you online? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I do Instagram. <laughs> That's all I do. Nice. Um, you can follow me if y'all are interested. It's I have to be careful with this because my handle is a little bit tricky, especially if I say it the first time. That is tricky. Scripture lessons. Wait for it, though. Wait for it. Wait for it, and, let, and then judge. Okay. Okay. She's a pluviophile. What's a pluviophile? <laughs> if, if you guys can see KP's face right now. <laughs> So, Angela, you asked, pluviophiles are, <laughs> um, they're actually a lover of rain, finds peace in rain, which I actually am. Like, mm. I, I'm obsessed with rain. I, not just, not just under, not just under roof, not just indoors, but outdoors under the rain, literally soaking wet. Wow. And yeah, she's a pluviophile, which is spelled as, if I, I can try, I can attempt to spell it. S- oh, oh <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> Am I right though? She's a pluviophile and not the other thing that you probably thought of first. Oh. <laughs> well, the joke, the joke like, registered just, 10 minutes later. You like later plumes? Over. Like, that's the only thing I thought. I was like, you like plumes? You like feathers and hats? <laughs> like. <laughs> Yes, guys, and thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun, although I was scared as we we just want to thank Rose because she she dedicated herself. She wrote things down. She was very very like on top of it. So thank you so much. Um, Thank you guys. Next episode, we actually have another special guest. So stay tuned for her. She's an actress, and um, yeah. So thank you guys.
Peace out. Peace out. Peace. God bless. Thanks. <laughs>